0: everyone, thanks so much for tuning in today. If you like what we do here and want us to continue to pump out this great content, go ahead and click that subscribe button and make sure to follow us on social media. Our episodes come out every Monday at 4 p.m. And before we head over to the podcast, I want to send out a big thank you to our sponsors. Are you looking to buy or sell your home or just curious about how much it's worth in the current market? Check out AlessandraDeVinoHomes.com. Working with Alessandra is your secret weapon to navigating the real estate market. And by SF Sports and Outdoors. Located at 1560 Post Road East in Westport. ASF expert advice every day. And now let's head over to the podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Prep Zone podcast. I'm delighted to have here with me today David Goldshore. David, how are you?
1: Good. How are you? Simon? I'm doing
0: great. Well, before we get to it, I want to talk a little bit about David. Uh, he's been his second, entering second season Staples head coach. Uh, before that, you were the assistant for five years, correct? correct. Yes, uh, last year you were named the News 12 Coach of the Year, guiding the records to their first ever state final. We'll talk about that, it's so exciting. Uh, during the 90s, uh, you were part of the bench with the Michigan's Fab Five basketball era.
1: Yes, I was student manager for, during the Fab Five years. I well, can't imagine what that was that like was with, that alongside
0: was with Coach Steve Fisher, right?
1: Coach Fisher, Coach Dutcher, it was, and who's now the head coach at San Diego State, who just lost in the finals this year. Um, That's right. To, uh, I think they lost to Kansas in the finals. Kansas, the Kansas yeah. Well. So, um, yeah, it's great to see all the success that he has. And, Amazing. Uh, to see those guys have. Yeah. Right, great. Great, great experience. Uh,
0: you were a three-sport athlete at Horace Gracie in Chapaqua, New York, before moving to Michigan. I was. And you've been a longtime Westport resident, heavily involved in the work of youth leagues in town. That's where we first met. And I know you do work with that. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've been, uh, listen, I'm a sports junkie, so. It's kind of like uh, me, yeah. Yeah, just being involved in sports my whole life. and uh, um,
0: So great, right? Yeah, it's great. Well, I want to kick off talking about last season because I think. i talk about last season for, I know. for a long time. I think last season, at least for me, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you where I want to go right with this. is was that game uh, that you guys came back. Who was that game against? Was that against Fairfield War? Fairf- Fairfield War, right? Yeah. So I was watching that game at home. Right, so I was at home. Yep. Um, and one thing that sticks to my mind is when I think it was Caleb that hit a three-point shot. And you called a timeout right after that three-point shot. Do you remember that? It was actually,
1: I think it was actually Cody.
0: Cody hit yeah, yeah. somebody. So and Cody you called hit, a timeout Cody, right after Cody that.
1: Time, I think the score was 41-24. Four.
0: Yeah, you weren't even that close no, You called timeout called right after timeout. that. Yeah, Talk I about know. that, because that to me was very. And I even made a comment, I think, was in the Rudin report. I said that timeout was so great because from that point on it shifted. What was it about that timeout?
1: Well, I, it was. I felt like at that point, um, you know, we were dominating the entire game for the most part. We really were like they were. Um, you know, they we couldn't hit a shot, and um, they were really out physicaling us the whole night, and we we kind of got to a point where we were down 18 to start the fourth or 16 to start the fourth. It went to 18. And then I just wanted some positivity to happen. Um, And at that point when it did, it was easy for me to bring them into a timeout and say, listen, we just had some positivity. We're down 14. And I think there was, if my memory serves me correctly, I think it was like 6.03 left in the fourth. And I said to them, guys, here's the goal. We're down 14. We're going to cut it to 10 with four minutes to go. Um, and it was trying to make realistic goals there. Just right, like, yeah. But I wanted, to, I wanted them to, I wanted to look in their eyes. I wanted them to look in my eyes. And I wanted them, first of all, to believe. Uh, sure. And, um, and kind of take that game and turn it into smaller goals um, or shorter, shorten the time horizon for the goal. Uh-huh. The funny thing about that is, um, so I said to them, let's you know, get it to 10 by four minutes ago. And then, then at 3.07, the game, we were down two. So wow. if people yeah. laugh about people don't really understand the thing about that run was is that um, we really kind of cut the lead in, in three minutes, um, and then we play, played even up until the overtime. But um, yeah, it was uh, that was the kind of the purpose of the timeout was just to go out with some to go into into the timeout with some positivity. I like to do that sometimes. I, sure, I feel like people sometimes they, I hear criticism where you don't want to you don't want to break up a run right Mm -hmm. um but sometimes i just like to tell them okay here's positive stuff that's happened like we're gonna be okay you can do it right i want to settle them down um because then if ward comes back and they score at that point again i i felt like it was just the time i had to get them to a point where they believed
0: yeah and also you you make ward go into a timeout thinking they just hit a three are they back in this game or not correct Correct. Right. So to me, I. Remember,
1: like, I want them think. I want them thinking about it um, as well, and and you know, I wanted them to think that that we believed
0: yeah it yeah. was like i said I, I think that people can look at you know obviously i think the picture that everybody's seen in towns Adams you know lay up with a yeah. kid on the ground right i oh, think yeah. that's oh, yeah. that that that's like a, a, that's gonna live forever in Staples' minds in the history
1: it, it, it will it will it was uh it was a hell of a play it really was but w- but i do think if i think back to that game um Cody's shot in my opinion um was um was Probably the most important play of the game. Um, we we actually—it's funny—they missed a free throw before Cody shot, and I think Chris made a like a hustle play to get the ball to Cody, and then Cody mm. drove the ball up the left side of the floor and literally just pulled up from probably twenty four and, and hit a shot, and then from there,
0: it kind you know, of the kick started, of the, started, Yeah, yeah it kick started. I pulled. feel like it's almost like you know in football, uh, quarterbacks say when you're going in a big drive, you need that first play to go right. And, and then at that point, you know it, things are good, that drive is going to happen. You do. You do. And it's, fun, you know, it's, it's funny because
1: you know, I look at – I'm a football guy too. So yeah. I look at, I'm a big Giants fan. And I look yeah. at the Giants season. Yeah. And, it's, and it's been a season of disappointment for the Same. most part. But sure. if I think back to like the first nine games of the year, I think the blocked field goal against Dallas on the first drive of the first series, I don't think they've recovered from that
0: no. block. I, I still talk about it because Evan looked, Neal got hurt in that play.
1: No, you heard. Yeah, that yeah. I think they had a, a, I think they had a botched snap to put them yep. into the field goal. But it's it's such a mental game that one little play where they make a field goal against Carolina in game one last year, and then they're right. off to the races. So yeah,
0: so it is. And again, that's that timeout that you called sticks to me, and I even made a comment because cool. I said, interesting. Like you know, as I said, you, when you watch a lot of sports, you're a sports junkie. You try to find things that other people don't. And I always felt like, well, that was a really good call.
1: Yeah, I, I like to use I use timeouts. People, you know, people sometimes question the way I use timeouts. Like, I I use them more for mental check ins. I think mm-hmm. it's they're more mental check ins. It's it's yeah. where that I'm calling a timeout because I want to do something or change something. I mean, if I feel like we're getting our butts kicked, maybe I would. But I like using timeouts just to to make mental notes with them. So that we can continue to emphasize that,
0: and that's interesting mentality because a lot of times you call a timeout when things are so bad, that yeah. right? I mean, it's like okay, we lost the lead, or you know, it's everything is going wrong. Let's call a timeout and then let's rehash everything it's just bad that just happened.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I was, I've been watching the last three or four weeks. I've been watching, re-watching a lot of the games from last year just to prepare us mm-hmm. for what's upcoming. And we were down nine with five minutes to go to New Canaan at home. Um, we just beaten Richfield, to five and zero, and I knew that New Canaan's well coached team, and and they were coming into our gym, and I was really concerned about the game, and um and they did some really good things and got us to um and we were down nine with about five minutes to go, and then I think it was I think it was a uh, Caleb who hit a big three, and I did the same thing. I see myself running <laughs> down the sidelines, yeah, that's I remember out. that the running down, 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 down the sidelines, yeah, cut it to five, and I think it was just. Guys, we're gonna we're, we're gonna be okay. So okay. I, so I, yeah, I'd like to use those timeouts. I use timeouts probably more when we're going on runs than when I do because of right. bad things. It's, I, yeah.
0: And um, and it's still, great. Yeah. And I hope that everyone listening gets the mentality right because it's like Monday morning quarterback. Everyone who's in the stands thinks they're a coach, right? Uh, yeah, but <laughs> and, I, and, when, and when it's I'm okay. Listening. I'm sure you deal I'm, with that. I, well,
1: listen, I have, you know, I have three kids in town, as you mentioned. I'm a Westport. I have three kids in town, and um, I've watched a lot of baseball games. My two boys play a lot of baseball, mm-hmm. and I. I find myself doing the things that I, you know, that I find myself being a coach in the, in the stands. Yeah. You I'm can't, you, very can, you, nothing, can, nothing, nothing, you can't, yeah, help you can't help it. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, so such success last year, yeah. how do you head into this year and what are your goals and your realistic plans for this year?
1: So, yeah, I mean, I think this year is interesting. You no, know, um, it's different challenges. Sure. Um, last year's team was, um, was special for a lot of reasons. Um, I, I, th- you know, most importantly is there were nine seniors that were very tight and together. And, um, you know, they accepted, um, especially Adam and Sam, um, in as underclassmen, as participate, as people that played a lot. Um, and they accepted them in their roles and befriended them from the beginning. Um, so we had a lot of maturity last mm-hmm. year. Um, we had a lot of leadership and experience, um, This year, you know, I I think that we are, to be honest, I think we're just as talented. Um, We just need to mature, right? So I think the process uh, for me is not really thinking about it from a wins and losses perspective for now. Um, It's really about getting better every single day and not just getting better every day um, mentally, Right, getting better every day with toughness, getting better every day with making good decisions, all the core values that we emphasize in the program, um, focusing on those things. Yeah. And that's going to take us some time, right? That's going to take us some time. Sure. So um, I, always have, I always go into every year, I've gone to every year with high expectations. I will continue to have high expectations. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of really, really great things about the group that's coming up that I'm excited about.
0: Yeah, and I think you need to, right? Because you, you have to believe in yourself, right? If you go in there thinking, uh, I don't think I can win. I mean, right? that's half the battle there. Totally. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: listen, like, you know, on paper, I've been talking a lot about the upcoming season with people. And mm-hmm. the interesting thing is last year, um, we had great success. Um, we also, only the only person that we really had coming back with any real experience was Chris, right? We graduated Caleb and Ryan Thompson and Derek Sale and Ryan Phelps the year before and Jack and Michael Brody like we we lost a lot of of seniors um and we didn't have a lot of experience we did have a six nine kid who was who was pretty good I, who, who, yeah. <laughs> who, was, who was skilled and talented and a great leader um, but we didn't really come with a lot of ex, a lot of expectations last year either so um, I don't I'm not going into this season thinking anything besides, um understanding that we're younger in age sure our average age on this team is younger and with that it comes um different challenges especially um, improving maturity across the board
0: yeah it's you and one thing i think that I, and as i look at you know the roster is that you have a lot of multiple sport athletes we do and that seems to help a lot because those kids are put in different situations right and that helps them on crunch time right
1: hey you know it, it, it it's interesting when I think about who was go back to the war game. Right. When we think about going back to the war game. I had Cody played golf um in in um in pre- previous years at Staples. There were five multi sport athletes on the floor. Yeah. You know, Sam was sick, but Adam's a multi-sport athlete, Gavin's a multi sport athlete, Caleb's a multi sport athlete, yeah. Chris is a multi sport. Like like Caleb Caleb's experience, you know, whether it's leading the team down to a uh to a late win against Trumbull that previous fall or yeah. a great drive that you know led to uh, a potential win the prep game and the playoff game like that put him in spots to be able to hit those two corner shots against Ward and Gavin who had five goals in the in the state championship the game cross, the yeah. year before that he used that experience to you know to to help carry through that game and vice versa like I think Adams adam's year last year on the basketball court translated to what he did from a lacrosse perspective so yes you you know i always i love multi as i tell the kids all the time i love multi-sport athletes i don't love basketball hobbyists but i love multi-sport
0: athletes. <laughs> right because they take everything seriously right? you have to take everything w- like, seriously
1: we benefit we all benefit from from the yeah. sport athlete um so uh yes we to answer your question, we got a lot of multi-sport
0: athletes, and and let me talk to you. You, you ask your question, so you talked about mentality, right? So, think I am just going to use Caleb as an example. Yeah. Someone who starts as a quarterback, yeah. and then is coming off the bench for you last year. Yeah, last year, right? Last year, I know he's just captain, but like yeah. last year, coming off the bench. Yeah. I mean, that takes. I mean, the, the mentality you really have to to cater to the athlete, right? I mean, it's, it, a, it's that's it, a
1: very like that's a the you know I am realizing as every single day that this is not as much as an X's and O's job as you think it is. The head coach job is really not an X's and O's job. Yes, you have to know your stuff. Yes, the players have to respect that you know your stuff. You have to. They have to look in your eyes and trust you. But you're really just, like that takes a lot of courage for Caleb who has the ball in his hands on every single play for three months and leads a huddle and is an all-state player and a potential Gatorade Player of the Year candidate this year, to be able to go to a seventh man where maybe one night he's playing eight minutes and one night he's playing eighteen, and do his job, yep. right? That's that's If I if I can, we as a staff, if I can as a leader, get them to to do their job and understanding that role, we're
0: gonna have success. Yeah, for sure. And and it's like it takes, it's not only the guys on the floor. It's always the guys that help your practice coming off the bench, right? And talk about the depth of a roster, how important is that to you as you go into uh, you know, and, I mean, tryouts, I know it's kind of happening now, it'll be continue to happen. What what do you look for in a player when you when you're kind of rostering him in your varsity squad? Yeah,
1: so you know, basketball's a tough sport um in town because it's one of the few sports that is really a cut sport in town, unfortunately, That's Staples. You know, um, you know, I think I looked at the list the last couple of days, I think we have 79 registered people wow. coming out for basketball this year. <laughs> That's is a levels. lot. Yeah. Uh, and if we keep between 32 and 35 people among, amongst the three teams, that will be a lot. So, um, and, you know, it's not necessarily the most talented 20 to 22 kids on varsity and JV are the most talented twelve to fifteen kids on freshmen that we take, it's it's the, the kids that make comprise of the best team. So there were and one thing that we emphasize is everyone is everyone's valued equally. Now everything's not equal, but every but everyone's valued equally. So interesting I'll use, point I'll Yeah, is a great example. Um last year we had, you know, three seniors, four seniors until Kareem Bat Herbert, three seniors, Will Hallman who who played a little bit more than, than Ty Levine and Ryland Norley, but three seniors that made our top seven or eight players better every single day in practice, and their ability to defend, their ability to compete, their ability to um, you know to, to to play, their ability right. just to to be to, to, to be a competitive component of what we're doing um, is what I look for. So you know i'm I'm a defensive guy because I think you don't need de- defense is all about will and commitment. Yeah. Um, I wasn't the most skilled basketball player mm-hmm. um, when I was their age, but I, I feel like I competed and so i I look for people who are going to defend who can compete and yeah.
0: You have to be your best self at all times, right? Yeah oh,
1: listen, we all yeah. do.
0: Yeah, it's just like you have to compete all the time. And I just want to touch a little bit on your captains. So you got uh, it's with Sam, Adam, yep. Caleb, and Nick. Yes. Right? So how did that decision come about? What do you expect from them this year, their leadership roles? Talk a little bit about your four captains there.
1: Yeah, so um, for me, uh, you know, I guess I'm a little bit of a creature of habit um, or superstitious. Uh, I had four captains last year. Okay. Um, and we had a nice little um, ceremony or a banquet where – um, i had the previous seniors vote on who the captains were going to be oh, for the okay. next year i wanted the senior i wanted the people who left the program to determine who they wanted to carry on the legacy of the program um Interesting. and so um you know so we had a nice little ceremony at the banquet where the seniors all four of them gave their captainship to The next row so we had four seniors that left chris cody gavin and charlie and they gave their their captains based on a senior vote to those four kids um you know caleb it's pretty easy caleb is he's a quarterback he's been the program for four years um natural leader um you know was respected by his teammates Mm -hmm. um in everything that he does um nick who is i've coached nick now for three years who um you know, I I was just incredibly impressed. I was talking about this uh with my kids the other night. Um Nick, you know, just they just lost in the state game. Yeah. And um they're down 1-1 going into overtime. Yeah, or, I into was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And Nick gives up they give up the goal in overtime and I I like as as we talk about like trying to pick out things that other people may not see. Yeah. Right? So what Nick does is Nick Nick gives up the goal, sprints back to the back of the net. Because he knows he's in no time, right? Over time, it doesn't have you know is, is against the clock. Doesn't put his head down. Doesn't pout. Doesn't point fingers. Grabs the ball, throws it back to the center line to kickoff, and is ready to go. Like that's a that's mental toughness.
0: That Absolutely, is, that's, couldn't agree more.
1: That's you know, and we're going to get you know we're we're going to get scored on, right? And how, and, and things are going to happen that, aren't, that that sometimes don't work out for us. Um, but his um, response in that moment. As a senior who's now who's ultimately, you know, not responsible, but the the, the lights on the goalie, um, yeah. and and the other thing about Nick is is I've watched Nick now you know play soccer. He's talking all the time back
0: there. Yeah, He's goalies are always vocal, right? Very very vocal, right? Yeah.
1: And um and with you know with our only returners right now of seniors being Caleb and Nick, having another vocal captain is great. Yeah. Um. Adam um, is, you know, if, if if I'm still here in four years and Adam is um, <laughs> still here in four years, he'll be the first player that I'll ever have coached, head coached for, for his four years. He played for me as a freshman on JV. great. Okay. Um, and then last year and this year and hopefully his senior year. Um, Adam just, he sets the tempo by his example. Mm-hmm. Um, he's respected by his teammates. He's as high an IQ of an athlete that I've seen in in, around around in a
0: really long time. I'll let you continue. But one thing I remember: about Adam is playing um, um, Andy's team in rec soccer and get destroyed every year. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> I, continue because he's I, been an athlete I, ever I, since, I like gra- third. I got, a, year.
1: I got a great story about about about, <laughs> and, about Andy and Adam and, and youth soccer, but I'll, I'll save that one for now. They know they'll know what I'm talking about. Okay, great. But, um, yeah, I mean he's 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 been an alpha his whole life, and yeah. um, and you know he's. Um, you know, he's earned the right to be a junior captain. Um, and, then, um, and then Sam, there's probably not a harder worker in the entire program. You know, I don't mm-hmm. care if you're a freshman, you're a senior, you're you know, whatever year you are. Like Sam's mm-hmm. probably the hardest worker in the program. And um, I like to reward people that,
0: that an, w- work hard. In a little nugget about Sam, I remember when my older son, he was playing in, indoor soccer. And we used to practice at the um, YMCA, like the indoor gyms, right? Yeah. And our practice would be at 9 o'clock. And at 9 o'clock, Sam and Jeff would show up and go play basketball. 9 o'clock. Almost like, like clockwork.
1: He's he's the first. We open the gym twice, three times a week. He's the first one in the gym. As long as he's healthy, he's the first one in the gym. Yeah, it's... I mean, and, and it... You know,
0: as a result, you shoot forty-two percent from three as a freshman, right? You know, like it's it's and nine. that's hard to you do know. as a freshman because you're playing against some big boys, right? It's, it's,
1: I don't think I would shoot forty-two percent if I was underneath the basket by myself in an empty gym, right? right? Like like it that that's he he hit a lot of shots last year, yeah. um, and that comes from the fact that he's. I remember we were at Holy Cross for the state quarterfinal game, uh-huh. and um, Coach Olson came over to me before the game. He said, "Like just watch your freshman." Like, he's, like, he, look how, look how he's, form shooting, like, he's, he, he does things the right way.
0: So it, it looks like, you know, I mean, I I know that it's going to be a different, uh, I guess, scenario for you where you're going in where everybody's kind of gunning from you, right? I mean, now yeah. the FCX is going to be like, well, yeah, Staples got the final last year. Let, let's, let's make let, – let, we're here. Let's show them what we can play. Sure. So the mentality for this year uh, is going to probably change because now you're, people are going to expect success because you just had a great, successful season. So how do you handle that going into this season?
1: So I actually think it's harder to stay on top than to get on top. You know, we always talk – I always – We talk a lot about, like, it's easier to climb the mountain than it is to stay on top of the mountain. Sure. Um, So what does that mean? That just means higher accountability from my staff to my players, higher accountability from my players to my staff, higher accountability from the managers, higher accountability from the administration, higher accountability for the fans, higher accountability for the parents. Like, it's just about us all, you know, not knowing that we can't rest on any laurels, um, that... Um, people are going to be gunning for us that um, we have to be patient, but we mm. have to be innovative and work hard and and not take you know, not take anything lightly.
0: Yeah, and listen, I'm so excited about the season. I can't wait to start covering you guys. I'm glad it's hey. starting. I can't thank you enough for being here. This is oh, awesome. Right. I hope That's it's right. not the first time. I hope to have you a lot of more. This is so exciting no, for me. No, it's great.
1: I, listen, I, I love talking about Staples. I love the school. I love what we've done here, and, um, you know, I, I'm— you know one really exciting thing and for us is that we got moved up to Division one this year.
0: Yeah I saw that that was it's going to be really good, which, right Which is good which is good. And Season so kicks off December 18th, right is that the game first game against,
1: home against Newtown seven yeah. well, I guess freshman started four 5 thirty and seven on the ending the 18th and let's
0: yeah. go. listen we're gonna go at it. David, thank you so much. Thanks, before we end we want, I want to do a little quick hits get the audience to know a little bit about you on a personal level. All okay right. let's oh. do that. All right, texting or calling calling. Morning person or a night owl?
1: Morning person.
0: Your favorite social media platform, if you have one.
1: I mean, I would say Instagram, but but my my kids, both my my birth kids and my players, would think that I'm not very good. At
0: it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. So your favorite movie or series?
1: My favorite movie is Hoosiers. So that's not too hard.
0: Okay. Uh, sweet or salty? Salty. Okay. So salty tacos or sushi? Sushi. Fiction or nonfiction?
1: Uh, nonfiction.
0: Beach or sightseeing? Beach. What is your th- hidden talent or skill?
1: Um, I used to memorize the future years' calendars when I was a little kid. Really? So if you said to me, okay, what day is, when, when I was five years old, what day is September 27th? 2012 i tell you what day of the week
0: it was were you the one that called the fan because i saw a guy i heard on the fan a guy talk about that the other day no. you know i thought it was fascinating no, i don't no, know, it was not i'm just no, kidding no. but no. so you used to do that i saw yes, i did wow. i, I
1: well, it was just i just was always been a numbers guy and
0: that's awesome yeah. that's cool yeah. Yeah. all right so um the thing you're most proud of
1: um my wife and my kids
0: and last one, if you could not not last one, but if you could have dinner with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be?
1: I mean, this isn't hard. I, you know, twenty three is my idol. You know, I named my first daughter Jordan. Uh, so, <laughs> it, it, I you know,
0: I did have a question he, he, he here. Uh, last uh, I was
1: watching, I was watching his Hall of Fame speech. Okay. And um, um, I'm trying to think of who, uh, uh some or some or it was um Allen Iverson was talking about how he um how he's never starstruck but when you uh-huh. saw Jordan it was like looking at like a a, a, a ghost yeah. I, you know that yeah. always,
0: it was. Or you and I could just spend hours talking about it because I'm the same way like I grew up like you know I'm, I'm really from Brazil so I came to the US in the early 90s where Jordan was everything right yeah. and um, my son and I had all these arguments it was like are you a LeBron guy or a Jordan guy always right and then uh, the, the last dance came out and we watched that together yeah. Yeah. and I think that from that point my son was like well dad I'm with you now <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get
1: into arguments all the time with my assistant coach, uh, Coach Pickens about it. I, I, I don't think it's close. but No, I, I'm with so you. So
0: know, we yeah, would, with a, Okay, roller coaster or bumper car rides? You
1: know, I'm not either, but if I had to choose bumper cars.
0: Okay. And he, here's the last one. If you could go back and relive one day in your life, which one would that be?
1: Um... I tell you, it probably either the birth of my daughter or or the war game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, I know the war yeah, game coming there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the birth of the children were dads and yeah, that's the, what it's children
1: <laughs> or the war game.
0: Awesome. David, can't thank you enough. Thank All you. right, best of luck in the season. All
1: right, thanks, David. appreciate it.